and welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Your Best Year Starts Here. here. Very good. I keep saying now, but your best start starts here. Your best year. One of my favourite ever motivational speakers, and it will surprise you, Neil, because I'll give you a million pounds if you could get it right, and I'll give you three attempts who it might be. Do you want to have a go? That's a big offer here. It's a a big offer, but when you're telling me I won't guess who it (laughs) is, um, I mean... If I went down some of the people that are some of my favourites, we might be going somewhere like Brene Brown. Yeah, we've got to go much older. I mean, Brene's new. I've seen her speak. One okay. of the few people I've ever paid to hear speak, and she's amazing, and you want to get, watch her TED Talks and everything else. But, no. Okay, so, I mean, if we're going old school, then I'm assuming we're going beyond the big names that most people would guess at. Uh, well, people are listening to this podcast. Yeah, I can't be. I can't go be. Go on, asked. just tell me. Well, so I'm going to read a quote out, and it will make a lot of sense because it was something you spoke about a couple of episodes ago about rejection and not feeling good enough and not being liked. And this person wrote a quote saying, "You can be the juiciest, ripest peach in the world, and there are still going to be people who hate peaches." Mm-hmm. And Leo Bascalia, and if you get a chance to hear him speak. He has the most amazing voice. He died recently, but he's one of my favourite ever to listen to motivational speakers. And what he taught me was is that not everyone is going to like you. Yep. And it doesn't matter how hard you try, there's a group of people who hate you, Neil. I thought I'd share that with you. Yep. No, there are, and and some of them are quite open about it too. But what's more amazing is that they're right in their opinion. Yep. And if you think that we spend a lot of our time wanting to be liked and we spend a lot of our time wanting the reviews, can we mention we want a five-star review and there are some people who listen to this. And what baffles me, I have some people who've listened to every single episode and say they're not very good. And I love (laughs) that because they are still listening. And I used to do a newsletter which went out to 60 or 1,000 people every Sunday and there'd be people who would find a spelling mistake on like the 88th line. It wasn't like the first uh-huh. headline, but they'd read that far and then tell me they're not that great and there are much better newsletters you should read. When I gave up looking for love constantly, my life changed. Yep. There's a book called The Four Agreements. Love which it. Is Brilliant book. Another book which I recommend, where one of them is Don't Take Anything Personally. Yep. It's very, very hard not to, but there are two concepts to not taking anything personally. When we get a five-star review, I don't take it personally that we're brilliant. And if someone was to leave a one-star review, I also don't take it personally because maybe they don't know what a one-star, five-star review is. I do a lot of work in the States, and one of the groups that I work in, they have a different marking system to the same organisation in the UK. So I've worked with this organisation now for 21 years. I started working with the Florida division in 2006. And I'm going back in six weeks' time. And I got a phone call from Angie. And if you're listening, hello, Angie. And she wrote and said, Nigel, so pleased, so delighted. And this was a voice message. Mm-hmm. You've got an average score of 4.9. 
and I look forward to hearing the results for, the, for tomorrow. I was doing three sessions. And I spent 25 minutes on the side of a freeway, literally near uh, Cocoa Beach, where I'd just spoken, thinking, oh my God, how shit must I have been? Because they were doing it out of 10. Or, you're, or, or you're, you thought they were doing it out of 10. Yes, you're, yeah. you're getting ahead of the story here. Because in England, they do the scores out of 10. And in the US, they do scores out of 5. five. Yeah. But I took it personally. And it ruined one of the best days of my life. Because I was near Cocoa Beach. I was near Ron John Surf Shop, which is this iconic place. And I wasn't focused because I'm thinking, oh my God, I've never had that as a score. The following day, I rang Angie and say, just a bit confused. I mean, you were quite pleased with my score. She went... We've never had a speaker get such high marks. And up came for me then, how shit are the other speakers? <laughs> because it just didn't make sense. She went, our scores are out of five. And then I realised, first of all, I'd given all my power away to these scores. Yep. Whether, if they'd never seen a speaker before, 4.9 out of 10 would be okay, by the way, if you've never seen a speaker because you don't know what you're judging against. But when you allow yourself to be judged by other people based on this fear of rejection and being liked by everyone. There's a group of people who... See, I remember my parents say to me, be careful of any man who has a beard because they're normally hiding something. <laughs> okay, just for those people who aren't watching a video, don't see it. I currently have a beard, Neil yeah. has a beard, which obviously means we can't do next week's podcast because I don't like him, because my father never lied to me, and obviously it can't be true. So you need to be aware there's a group of people, as you, before you start speaking... Don't like you because you've got a beard. There's another group of people, a group of people who, because you have a bald head, think you obviously don't know how to grow your hair. There's a problem. And then there's another group of people because you've got a bald head because there was a thing in G GQ magazine that the sexiest men alive are all got bald heads. Yep. Well, that's just nuts because I've got a full set of hair <laughs> and that can't be right. But all the time we're judging ourselves on our likability factor when there's a group of people, doesn't matter what you do, won't like you. Mm -hmm. I was doing a conference a couple of weeks ago and I totally threw the conference organisers because I asked everyone to mark me naught and then remark me in three weeks' time so they didn't spend the whole time I was on stage judging me. Now, we, we, if we've spoken about unconscious bias, I apologise, but unconsciously we have a bias towards certain situations. So, you know, if you're six foot two and an athlete, you've got a gold medal, before you've even come on stage, people are impressed. Yep. Regardless of your story. And there are other people who might have a bald head with a beard, wearing jeans, that people make an opinion before you've even spoken, who think he's not going to be very good, he should be wearing a suit, and then you speak and it's phenomenal. Yep. So we need to stop this life-changing approach that's called, I'm only good enough if you like me. Mm. I'm only good enough if you give me a 10. Mm. Now, it didn't go very well for me about six months ago. I was talking about excellence versus perfection, that you can't have perfect. So I got my scores back from this group, and every one of them gave me a 9.9. .9. Yep, because they couldn't give you perfect. They, and I, and that, so I asked for the, I asked for the yeah. feedback. They went, but you said you can't have perfection. I went, you have to listen to everything that I say. But there are a point where we need to recognise as we wrap this episode up, and we're not quite finished, that if we allow ourselves to think we're only good enough if we get a perfect score, we're never going to win. I love the idea that Cindy Crawford, who's one of the most beautiful women in the world, said, even Cindy Crawford doesn't look like Cindy Crawford first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. We are judging ourselves based on a likability factor. And there are too many programs on TV, and there's been some tragic incidents where people 
have done some horrific things because they weren't voted on or they didn't get the marks they wanted. Not everyone is going to like you. So for everyone who's listening to this podcast, if you don't like us, I get it, but I'm surprised you've waited till episode 70 plus to realise you don't like what we're saying. If you don't like everything we've said, I get it, because Neil and I sometimes argue and I got some feedback, Neil, I'm going to do an apology that I've ribbed you for too long about being late. How you mean you're ribbing me on a day when I was on time? I know, but someone told me <laughs> off that I keep doing it, so I'm apologising, and someone said it was off-putting in their car journey. I'm just saying that doesn't matter what you do, a group of people aren't going to like it. Yep. And are you happy, Neil, in 2020 to be liked by 93% of the world? Absolutely. So here's the thing for me. There's two things I want to say on this. One is, let's pick up on speaker scores, right? I've had some interesting conversations with promoters of events that I've spoken at where you know, they're telling you the score and stuff. And all I really ever ask is, okay, there's two scores I want. And they're like, well, you know, let's assume it's out of five, like your American one was. They're like, well, what do you want? I want fives and I want ones. And they're like, surely if someone doesn't give you a five, you'd prefer they gave you a four. And I'm like, no, I want a five or a one. I either want you to resonate with what I've got to say or to have acknowledged that it's not for you and made that fact very clear. Because if I speak at your event or I MC at your event and, you know, more than half of the people score me as a one, don't have me back. I'm not right for your audience. That, to me, is more comforting than people putting down threes and fours where they basically haven't got the guts to say, I didn't enjoy this guy. You know, and, and, and I, you know, it, me 10 years ago would have wanted the four. Me now wants a five or a one. I want you to either love what I do or hate what I do and be honest about it. One of my pals has a feed forward feedback form and it goes one to ten. And ten is, obviously, you're going to rebook me. Ask your mother, am I single because you've got a... Um, in Yiddish, it's a shidduch. <laughs> you want to arrange a marriage for me. Or one which is rotten to the core and you never want to see me again. Yeah. And and it need, But very few people feel safe marking that. But it's interesting that I do a... Uh, I, I say to some of my conference organisers that any mark lower than an eight, I need to be aware of because really they should get their money back. Yep. So a couple of weeks ago, I got three twos. And I got 94 nines and tens. And I was just curious about the twos. Mm -hmm. And it came from the chairman, the chairman's wife, and the MD who wanted to see if I'd refund the the three elements of my speech. (laughs) And so I I rang the organiser and said, obviously three people hated me. I reduced my fee by 70 pounds, whatever the numbers were. And I got a phone call from the organiser and say, we know exactly who it was. They thought you were phenomenal. They're inviting you back. And they, they're, they're going to the money you sent back. They're going to put to charity. But the concept is there is a group of people that won't like you. Yep. And for everyone who's listening to this, I'm just telling you now to our thousands of listeners, I don't like all of you. Get over it, because that's the way life works. Well, so the other thing I was going to mention was, it's about for me, it's about the rules you put in place for how you measure your life, and. Something like I am loved or I am likable or whatever, you can take that to two different extremes. And I know from personal experience, a, an impossible extreme to live up to is for me to feel loved, everybody has to love me. That is never going to happen. Never. I know because I'm one of those, you see. Right? Exactly, right? Whereas for me to feel loved, 
I just need somebody to do something that makes me feel loved. And that might be as simple as someone smiling at me. It might be as okay, simple so as... Okay, I need to share with you... It might as, be as simple as, as someone a, who cares for me yeah, and giving me a, a hug coach, or whatever, right? But as a coach, I'm going to say to you that sometimes people are going through their own stuff. Oh, I know. And they're not going to smile at you. It doesn't necessarily have to be specific people. What I'm saying is, let's, let's take the example. When I leave here shortly and I'm driving back to my place, right, and I stop and get a, a Starbucks or something on the way, you know, I'm at the drive through window. If the member of staff giving me my coffee smiles at me, that is a sign of some of likability or love or however the hell you want to phrase it, right? Okay, but I'm I might I might not even know that person. Yeah, but I'm saying to you, Neil, as a coach, when you're looking for validation from third parties, they now control you. Oh, I I, I hear you. I hear you, and I and I don't disagree with that. But what I am saying is, every time we get a positive interaction with another person we can take that as, hey, there's some positive interaction here and it makes me feel good. What we don't want to do is take every single negative interaction as, oh, I'm not good enough. Because even people that do love you, like, you, like you're saying here, even people that do love you sometimes will turn up in a way that it doesn't feel like they love you. And that's it's probably got nothing to do with you at that's all. That's why everyone should have a dog. Okay, I've got to tell you, <laughs> I come in my house, Alfie's tail is wagging, he comes up to me, we play... And and I know it sounds weird, but dogs just make you feel good. Except for my wife, because Alfie kind of ignores her quite a lot when I walk into the house. And up comes to her, he doesn't love me. Maybe we should get another dog. And I said, what happens if the second dog doesn't love you? There'll be a point where we're going to run out of room in our house. <laughs> so I'm asking you to look at the way you run your life. If you are going to be busy, be busy doing the stuff you should be doing. It's okay not to be busy and just to sit, but there are a lot of people in your life who do like you. Absolutely. There's a lot of people who love you. Absolutely. And there's a group of people who have a vested interest in your life not working. Absolutely. That have got their own stuff going who will never like you. And if you want their approval, and, and you'll know as a speaker that sometimes you'll see someone with their arms crossed and who are growling and you want to get their approval and then you lose sight of the rest of the audience, that person... Maybe going through their own stuff. And I've had feedback from some weird people in times who go, one of the best sessions I've ever heard. I'm thinking, really? With that face? Mm -hmm. Now, Abraham Lincoln had a great line. And he said, people over the age of 12 are responsible for their faces. Now, there are some people who just have a... I'm going to be polite here. Whose face sometimes doesn't look like they're on the right planet or they're happy. That's just their rest, their resting face. Mm -hmm. I left the letter out there. But they just have that resting face that is the way it is. Don't allow your self-esteem to be based on other people's approval. And as Leo Biscardi says, you can be the nicest, juiciest peach in the world, but if you don't like peaches, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Absolutely. And if you get a chance to listen to any of Leo Biscardi's work, you should. If you get a chance to listen to Brené Brown talk about rejection... It's a wonderful concept, and you're going to go from two extremes. Leo Biscalia was about 90 when he died not that long ago, and Brené Brown, who is much younger, is much more modern in today's thinking, are two podcasts or two... Uh, Brené Brown's TED, TED Talk is one of the best I've ever heard. You know, she's about to launch a podcast, actually. I can't wait for it to come out, because I think her books and stuff are phenomenal. But her first one about the power of vulnerability and the power of yeah. shame was very important. So if you're listening to this and you've had a good day, don't take it personally. 
And if you're having a bad day and it hasn't gone the right way, don't take it personally. And no matter what's going on, remember, this too will pass. And, yeah, there's a... From my point of view, you know, final kind of comment on this episode, really, there's a friend of mine, good friend of mine, who says that phrase way too often. This too will pass. And there are times where you really want to hear it. Because if you're going through something challenging, difficult, frustrating, you know, any kind of negative emotion, and I see Mike and Mike says, this too will pass. It's like, oh, thanks, Mike. But guess what? He does it with everything. So you go see him and you tell him you're having the best day ever. He says, this too will pass. Because his whole thing is, you know, remember that he's quite stoic in his approach. And he's, you know, just remember that these are just moments. And if you're in you know, a really good time, there might be a bad time coming. If you're in a really bad time, there might be a good time coming. And he tries to keep everything on like a level keel. And know? as we've always said, success and failure doesn't last. Exactly. Exactly. And so if you're listening to this and you've had a great week, well done. But you've got to keep going. And if you've had a bad week and you haven't had fun over the weekend and it's still raining wherever you are and I feel bad for you, it too will pass. We will have sunshine as in the seasons, maybe a bit later than you think, but it will be there. And I wish everyone a great couple of weeks, and I'll see you soon. Yep, me too. And um, you know what to do if you've enjoyed this episode. If you're one of the people that keeps saying you want longer episodes, we've given you another one. So if you like these longer episodes, give us a review. Tell us. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll always be grateful. If you give us a one-star review... I will be honest and say I'd prefer you just send it to us directly rather than leaving it on iTunes. Tell us why it's one star for you. And if it's just that you hate us, then, you know, go find another podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll speak to you soon. See you soon.